0: Welcome back, everyone, to the first team college football and NFL draft podcast. I am Ryan Roberts, your host here at Rise and Draft on Twitter, bringing you some insight into the 2024 NFL draft and beyond. I wanted to bring a little bit of a Ryan scouting notebook this week as we are now entrenched in the college football season. It's hard to be as scouting centric at times as we would like to be. That's why. Summer scouting is so important. That's why leading up to the draft is so important. It's almost like two chapters to the scouting book, You know, kind of hashing out what you think of a player going into a season and then what you believe have improved in their game, what hasn't taken next steps, and then the final evaluation period, obviously. So I wanted to mix these things in every week, give you all just a little bit of some of the notes that I've had from this past week. Even when we're not talking as much scouting, I'm still... Scouting and have a ton of notes that I want to share with you all. So I uh, have one mainstream player, and then I'm going to really hit on four different players that I haven't really heard anybody talk about in the NFL draft space as of now. And again, I, I go more for the for the full scope of draft classes. So you're going to hear us talk, obviously, about the big names in each draft class. You're going to hear us talk about Caleb Williams and Drake May and Jared Verse and. All these great football players, Kalen King, Kool-Aid McKinstry, Like you're going to hear these names, but what we like to do here, me especially, is that I like to go a lot deeper than just the mainstream names that you were going to read in every mock draft every single week. Let's go a little bit deeper. You want to know your your play, your, if your team got a value on day three or as a priority free agent? I think this is the podcast to go to. So I want to start us off with a player that I think some people will probably be very familiar with, especially if you're a Big 12 fan out there. Colin Oliver, who is an edge linebacker out of Oklahoma State, now a junior, and a player that has mostly been used in his career at Oklahoma State as an edge player, as a pass rusher, outside track kit. I remember him especially two years ago. He had some nice battles against Notre Dame in the bowl game when he had to go against Joel and Blake Fisher in that football game, and that was his arrival season was a couple years ago. And now obviously in his junior year, he is draft eligible. He's ready to roll. But we're seeing a little bit of a different use Colin Oliver this year. And if if you're not too familiar with him, he's number 30 for Oklahoma State, listed at about six foot two, 240 pounds now. So he's not the biggest edge of all time. So there's there's going to naturally be some conversation over what's his best position on the next level. Is he just a stand-up in a 3-4 system? Is he a guy that can play off-ball a decent amount as a true linebacker? Can he bulk up and be a hand-in-the-dirt player? Like There's going to be those conversations that's going to happen about Colin Oliver. I think that what Oklahoma State's doing with him this year is actually fantastic. They're actually using him as a will linebacker a lot this year. And for a guy that's played mostly on the edge throughout his year entering 2023... He looks very natural at it. I was very surprised. I was watching a few of his clips. I'm like, his eyes are in the right place. He's getting downhill. He's playing with physicality. He's playing gap sound. There's a lot of intriguing traits to Colin Oliver. And in this world now where we're seeing guys like Micah Parsons coming to the NFL, where Micah is a guy that can play inside linebacker, can also play on the edge. You can not kind of use him as a movable chess piece. I think that's what Colin Oliver could be on the next level. I'm not sure if I love him as a full-time edge just because I think if you add too much weight to his frame, you're going to zap some of his athleticism a bit. But as an inside linebacker that on obvious passing situations can now play on the line of scrimmage, I like that a lot, man. I mean, think about the old old days, like 10 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, when a Sam linebacker was used in a traditional 4-3 alignment, but then on obvious passing situations, you would just put him on the line of scrimmage and ask him to go Go get the football, right? Like that's what you really have been able to get out of guys in the past. And I think Colin Oliver really fits that billing perfectly. So I wanted to move now into a little bit less of the mainstream players that you know from the scouting community side. I want to start us off with a running back from a group of five schools, South Alabama running back, LaDamian Webb. He wears number three, listed at five foot seven, 210 pounds. Actuality, he's probably in the five six in some odd change range. But my man is incredibly physical, dense. He, he just body type looks a little bit like Maurice Jones Drew that came out of UCLA and was a really good rusher for the Jacksonville Jaguars before his body started to break down a little bit. And this kid plays just with natural leverage, Physical and really nice decisiveness. He lacks a second gear. He's not, he's never gonna be a home run hitter. He's more of a singles, doubles hitter with your occasional triple. That's all he's gonna do as a runner. But an impressive kid, physical kid, downhill will keep you it will keep you on schedule as a runner. We'll get what's there and will also catch the football pretty well out of the backfield. So I like the Damian Webb as a late day three priority free agent type who I would not be shocked if he sticks on a roster for a couple of years. He might not be the the bell cow of a group. But if you told me in three years, Damian Webbs is a solid contributor, a part of a platoon at running back, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Now I wanted to highlight a few players that are actually on the same football team. I'm going to work through this a little bit quicker because we don't want this this segment to last too long, but Louisiana Lafayette's who apparently doesn't go by Louisiana Lafayette anymore for whatever reason. It's just the university of Louisiana. They're the raging Cajuns. They have three football players that I have not seen li- n- talked about anywhere on any podcast, college football-wise, NFL draft-wise, that I think are pretty intriguing football players. The first guy is Nathan Thomas, number 50. He's the starting left tackle for Louisiana, listed at six foot five, three hundred 333 pounds, and he is all of that 335 pounds, but in a very good way. He's not a fat 335. He's just a big, dense offensive tackle who actually has surprisingly good foot quickness, and, but what he, where he makes his money is he is a incredibly physical player gets downhill. If he's down blocking, he is going to displace gaps all day, every day. So I actually think that he is a little bit reminiscent of Robert Hunt that came out of Louisiana Lafayette a couple of years ago. I think he's a guard long-term more than likely, but I think he could play right tackle in the right system in a power running scheme. He could make that transition work. But ultimately, I think he's a he's a power plug inside. I think he actually has starter upside at guard. So get your eyes on Nathan Thomas. Not the only talented player, though, on Louisiana Lafayette. I keep calling him Louisiana Lafayette. The University of Louisiana. Two defensive players, both on the second level, sort of. One guy, his name is Kendra Gant, who is number six on linebacker. Listed at six foot four, hundred twenty-five pounds. Probably a legit 6'3 three and, a half and 225 pounds. He is a long athletic kid on the second level that is kind of one of those positionless players that makes plays from multiple spots. You'll see him playing almost like a Sam linebacker out in space. You'll see him play Will linebacker. You see him blitz a ton. I mean, He leads that team in tackles for loss and sacks right now playing on the inside. He's number six. And he's just one of those rangy second-level defenders that... May, may be a little positionless at times, but on day three, you get a football player like this that can play special teams and that can back up multiple uh, linebacker spots and maybe could be a sub package player as far as rushing the quarterback or spying the quarterback on obvious passing situations. A guy like Kendra Gantt could stick around for some time. Very intriguing football player has been very, very productive so far, in Louisiana. Another player has been very productive including having a sack today against University of Minnesota. I'm recording this on a Saturday. It's Cameron Whitfield, who is an edge out of Louisiana, listed 6'3", 238 pounds. So he is your true stand-up outside linebacker in a 3-4 alignment. But this kid has some surprising flexibility and bend around the edge. This kid can really get around the track. Explosive. They also use him on some stunts where he's going to kind of work inside at times. And man, I just I, there's a really nice athletic overall profile with a Cameron Whitfield. So he hasn't played a ton. He was kind of a backup last year. He's really starting to get into his own. I think he's got like three and a half sacks in the last two football games. But he's really starting to pick up the production. Just keep your eyes on Cameron Whitfield. Again, I'm not I'm not here to declare what rounds grade right now he will be. Whether he'll be a day two player, day three player, because. Right now, he's only a Richard Junior, so there's a chance that he's not even in the 2024 NFL Draft class. There's a chance he's in the 2025, which is actually the same for all of these players. The the Colin Oliver I mentioned was a Junior. The Damian Webb was is actually a Senior, so he'll be in the 2024 NFL Draft. But Nathan Thomas, Richard Junior, Kendra Gant, Richard Junior, Cameron Whitfield, Richard Junior. They may be in this class or the next. So just keep your eyes on Cameron Whitfield. Last guy I wanted to hit on, his name is DJ Giddens, who is a running back out of Kansas State, was the the number one backup last year to Deuce Vaughn. He is polar opposite of what Deuce Vaughn was. Deuce Vaughn was lightning in a bottle, 5'5", 170-something pounds. DJ Giddens, redshirt sophomore, listed at 6'1", 212 pounds. This kid is, I, I wouldn't call him the most powerful runner of all time, but he's a one cut downhill player that has extreme wiggle. I mean, there's some plays where he just makes guys look very stupid in tight spaces, not a great home run threat, but he's just one of those players that like, he reminds me a little bit of Jordan Wilkins that came out of Ole Miss a few years ago that lasted in the NFL for some time, because he was just a taller back but he got had deceptive quickness and really good change of direction in space. A surprising one for a kid that, is, again is six foot one, two hundred and twelve pounds. He's been productive so far for Kansas State. I expect him to continue to rise again, though, only Richard sophomore. So he should, he could be a 2024, 2025, or 2026 NFL draft prospect potentially. Just keep your eyes on DJ Giddens out of Kansas State. Thank you all for joining Ryan's uh, Scouting Notebook. If you could please, before you leave, hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure if you're not watching on YouTube, go to Hack City, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit that notification bell, and five-star reviews are always very much appreciated. Catch you guys next time on Ryan's Scouting Notebook here on the First Team College Football NFL Drive Podcast.